You're listening to the Death of a Film Bro podcast. My name is Peyton. I'm Joe. Thank you for joining us on our path to cinematic enlightenment. Welcome back to the Death of a Film Bro podcast. We've been on a brief hiatus. A lot of things have been happening leading up to the Oscars, and it felt like it would have been weird to record an episode after, you know, some of the Guild Awards and after the BAFTAs before we had all the information. Um, so we decided to just wait and then go into our final predictions for the Oscars, knowing everything that everybody else knows, including the Oscar voters. Um, at the time of recording this, Oscar voting closes tomorrow. We're basically going into these predictions, knowing everything uh, that there is to possibly know. We know who did well at PGA, DGA, WGA, BAFTA, all the big award shows. Are you ready? Yeah, you can say that I'm ready. Uh, okay. th- going into this episode, there's like there's two avenues that we've taken. Peyton has stuff written down, and we'll definitely be more prepared. It's a good thing he's driving the boat this episode. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of along for the ride. I have the same information. I've paid attention. I know the precursors. Mm-hmm. But I have nothing written down. I'm going to write down my predictions as we go, and then I'll like throw them in Gold Derby or something, and we'll see what happens. I kind of just did mine on the fly last year with like just base knowledge and that worked out well. So we're just we're just trying that same strategy. I've also just been ridiculously busy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's felt like this month this last month has just been a pretty crazy hectic month. Uh so we've just been following everything, but how we we honestly the two of us we haven't had a lot of time to talk about the movies and our own picks for the Oscars and and really any of that stuff as it's as it's changed since we recorded in January with our January predictions. Or were they technically our February? I don't know. It was I at the end no of January clue. when we recorded. Like, we could have recorded some episodes, but we had to run through a Creed marathon for Creed 3. Like, we, we had to. Yeah, we had to do that. It was essential. Like, I'm sorry to our listeners who may or may not exist, but we had to watch the Creed movies. We did. We watched. <laughs> we watched all three of them in one week, which was pretty great. Uh, Creed three was pretty good. Maybe we'll do um, an episode on that soon. Who knows? We fire we, tr- fire trilogy of movies. We said we were gonna do episodes about the best picture nominees, and then we didn't. So we said we were gonna do a lot of things <laughs> we, that we didn't or have not done. Yeah, we have and not probably done. will not do. Well, I think I think we will because <laughs> you see, on Sunday, that's kind of the end of everything we've been building up to. So we're gonna have to figure out some new content real quick. Or we're just going to be on hiatus until awards season next year. And that doesn't sound very fun to me. I think what, what's probably going to happen is we'll, we'll have this episode. And then probably our next episode will be the Death of a Film Bro Awards. Where we'll, we'll, get, yeah. we'll do our own little award show and reward the movies that we think deserve. Maybe they deserve the Oscars. And if we were choosing you know, who wins an Oscar uh, and who gets nominated... Because that, be because like although the academies like they're they're feeling kind of based this year like I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty good about the awards. However, there are some like there's some there's some omissions, but for the most part, things could change by Sunday. They could do mm-hmm. some whack stuff. But yeah. right now, I'm feeling like the nominations pretty based. A lot of them. There's some stinkers in there for sure, yeah. but they could have messed up in a lot of ways yeah. and and they didn't. Last year was bad. La- last year I felt like the nominations were bad, some of the winners were bad. Like there in no world should being the Ricard- sh- should being the Ricardos have gotten three acting nominations. I just don't think that should have ever happened. JK Simmons being nominated for that movie. I love JK Simmons to death. He didn't do anything in that movie. <laughs> 
I watched it once and I forgot everything about it. And he's probably the most forgettable part of that movie. So not nothing against J.K. Simmons, but I, last year there were a lot of questionable choices. So this year I feel like for the most part, I'd say I agree with like maybe 80 percent. Uh, maybe a little bit more of of the nominations that that were done this year. There's some that I would I would sub in and like personal preferences that were never going to get nominated. Yeah, that I would love to award, and that's probably what we'll talk about. We'll end up talking about a lot of movies that we really liked from last year that didn't receive you know any recognition. Like you already know, Vengeance is going to be getting a screenplay nomination um, <laughs> from the Death of Monbro like awards. Like that's going to happen. You already know it. So that's going to be pretty exciting. But in the meantime, we have the Oscars on Sunday. So we're going to go ahead, try to run through everything uh, that we know up to this point, make our final predictions. Obviously, I guess it's not totally final. We can change them before Sunday, um, but I'm going to be logging mine in Gold Derby, so they'll definitely be done before Sunday, and then we'll see how it goes. So I figured to start, let's start with the short films, get them out of the way, because Joe, you've only seen five of them, is that right? You just saw the animated ones? Yeah, they like had Regal um, here in Gainesville had showings of a decent amount of them they had mm-hmm. the live action and the animated ones yeah i only got to see the animated ones pretty mixed bag in terms mm-hmm. of how i feel about them some i enjoyed some i very much did not yeah and funny enough i mean we've kind of talked about it a little bit as far as predictions but I think it's probably going to be the boy and company as we are. Yeah. The boy, the mole, or the fox, and referring, the horse. Like yes. we're lovingly and unlovingly referring to it as that. It was my least favorite one. It was for a short film. It was too long. And all it was, was a bunch of just cliche life lessons and this stupid little kid. And the only <laughs> thing that I liked about it was the mole was cute. Mm-hmm. Other than that, had like nothing going for me but it's got that little like apple logo at the beginning so bada bing bada boom and it's got it's got here's, names here, attached yeah. to so it so bada bing bada boom here's your oscar yeah so okay so i guess we'll do yeah let's do animated short since you've seen that so you're gonna predict the boy the mole the fox and the horse which is the favorite on gold derby it, it, it is the one that everyone's predicting i am not going to predict it purely because last year everyone including uh, the two of us predicted Robin Robin to win animated short, and then it, it big, did not win. It was a tough scene. It was mm-hmm. my one away from perfection. Yeah, and so it lost to Windshield Wipers last year, and that was just an instance of Robin Robin was a, a cute, uh, very long animated short film for kids, and that is exactly what The Boy, the Mole, the Fox, and the Horse is this year. So I think that I'm going. I'm going to give the voters credit and assume that they will be voting for the best of the short films. And so that then comes down to me to like personal preference. And a lot of people are basically pitting it between two main films. There's Ice Merchants and My Year of Dicks. Those are the two that I've seen everyone. If they're like, I'm not going to vote for the boy, the mole, the fox and the horse. One of those two. My favorite of the anime short films and it, I think it's probably my favorite of all the short films was Ice Merchants, so I'm going to predict Ice Merchants. I think it had the best animation. I think it had the best story. I think it was the most grown up. It just felt... It feels like the best of the bunch here. It's definitely the one I'd like to see win. Yeah. 
So I'm, am I confident in that pick? No, it's, it's tied for last on gold derby odds with the flying sailor, which I think is incredibly rude because flying sailor sucked. And I think it was much better, but I'll digress. I'm going to pick the ice merchants purely just because I have faith in the Academy and maybe it's misplaced, but I have faith that they'll pick the best one. Um, I'll hit live action and documentary too. just my predictions. I know you haven't seen these. Um, I've seen all of the live action ones. And then I saw four of the five documentaries because one of them is nowhere to be found. And I just gave up for live action. Everyone is kind of predicting either Le Pupil, I think that's how it's pronounced, or An Irish Goodbye. Um, Le Pupil is uh, like a Disney Plus sort of thing or something. It's got like, it's got like, it's actually backed by a big streaming service. I think it's Disney Plus. And then An Irish Goodbye is English language, which is always very helpful for these. An Irish Goodbye just feels very like more on par with like, a boy, the, the boy than company, like that sort of thing. So I don't want to pick it. And I just didn't, I don't know. I'm going to pick again my favorite out of these five, which was the red suitcase. I think it's just the best of the bunch. It is like super impactful, very good, really amazing storytelling. And so I'm going to pick it purely the same reasoning. It's the one that I think is the best. Do I think it's the one Academy voters will go for? Probably not, but I think it's the best one here. Uh, and then dishonorable mention, Night Ride, awful, absolutely like terrible short <laughs> film. Hated that. And then documentary short. Really, it's between the Elephant Whisperers and Stranger at the Gate. Uh, one of them I gave a good rating, and the other one I gave like half a star, or or a star, which was Stranger at the Gate. I did not like Stranger at the Gate. It just it felt, I don't know, it didn't feel good. I don't want to elaborate on that too long here but I just got an ick from it that I didn't like. So I, 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 I do, however, there's just like my gut kind of says the Academy is going to go for Stranger at the Gate, even though they shouldn't, and I don't think it should have been nominated, but I'm still going to pick what I think. This, this one I'm picking, like, I don't think it was necessarily my favorite, but probably tied for my favorite out of the bunch, which was the Elephant Whisperers, and it's also like what most people are predicting, so that makes me feel a little bit better about it. It's, it's a cute like documentary about two like a couple who raised baby elephants in India and it's like how can you not love it it was really great so I'm going to predict the elephant whisperers um, I don't know if if any of that gave you any insight into what you could or should be voting for but those were my thoughts on the short films uh, I guess the other category we'll hit that we don't have a lot of just opinions on is documentary um, I've only seen one of these documentaries, and you've also only seen one, but they were different ones. Yeah. So, oh, okay, I'm interested. Which, what are you going to predict out of this bunch? Is it Fire of Love, which is the one you've seen, or are you going to predict a different one? I, I, I don't know. Fire of Love was pretty cool, I guess. Fire of Love is probably my number two, and I haven't seen it, but I think it's my number two. I think that it has a strong, a very fun. strong chance to upset. It was fun. I, I'm picking Navalny because uh, it was really, really good, and I watched it purely because I thought it was going to win this because everybody says it's going to win, but because everybody's saying it's going to win makes me feel like it probably won't. So I think Fire of Love would be a good pick if you choose that. I think it's one of those two. I don't know. Sometimes you just got to actually just ride with the front runner. Yeah, sometimes you do. And Navalny was excellent. A very, like, 
a documentary that I would highly recommend, even to someone who doesn't like documentaries and doesn't like watching documentaries, it feels like a story that's too unbelievable to even be real. And the whole time you're kind of like, man, this kind of feels like it's a, like a mockumentary. Like it like isn't actually real because it's just following this one person the whole time. But it's so good. There's like one sequence in it. It's like 10 or 15 minutes and it's like some of the most bizarre crap I've ever seen. And it, oh, it's just really good. It's one of those things that it, it reemphasized to me, like the power that documentaries can have and made me want to watch more documentaries, which is really high praise to give to a documentary. I liked Navalny a lot. I would really like to see it win. So I'm going to predict Navalny. Do you have an idea what you're going to predict right now before we move on? No. You'll determine that at a later date. Yeah, probably. All right. International film. Is there anything to discuss here or do we just know the answer? Yeah, you know the answer. We can move on. <laughs> yeah, so it's all quiet on the Western front. We're both predicting that. Um, it's a lock to win here. It was nominated for Best Picture. That's kind of, kind of the end of it. There's really nothing else to say. Uh, there's also nothing else to say about Best Animated Feature. Uh, it's Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Yeah. I, I don't think that there's any, anything else has a chance. And I'm very confident in predicting and in, in predicting it. Yeah, we've been predicting it the whole time. Super confident. Just hit VFX while yep. we're going through. That's what all I'm the doing. Slam dunks. Yep. I'm moving. Just, just yeah. moving up. Uh, VFX. Avatar: The Way of Water. Yeah. Yeah. We're both still on that train. It's happening. Uh, good nominees in this category. It was a good, a good list of nominees. If Avatar: The Way of Water wasn't here, super competitive category. Yeah. Anything could win. Not because one of them isn't, you know, because they're not good enough to compete. It's just they are all so good that it would be a highly competitive category. But Avatar is just better than all of them by a lot. So Avatar The Way of Water will win Best Visual Effects. Now let's move into an interesting one. Let's talk about sound while we're hitting through all these tech categories. Sound is one of those ones that I could see going a few different ways. And I am scared of the the one that I'm currently predicting. So I'm I'm currently predicting Top Gun Maverick, which has been our sound front runner for a very long time. But Top Gun Maverick has lost all steam as of recently, and we were really confident predicting it in sound when we were also like thinking it was going to win editing, um, or had a good shot at editing. I think it's I think it's dead in the water for editing. I would be very surprised if it wins that now. I'm less confident for Top Gun Maverick in sound than I was. I think it's between Top Gun and All Quiet on the Western Front. I just don't know which way they go. It's one of those two. I'm currently, I have it down as Top Gun Maverick, but I could change those feelings by Sunday. It's hard to discount All Quiet on the Western Front because it had a very strong showing in nominations here, and it overperformed in every way at the BAFTAs. It just did so incredibly well there. So it's really hard to to choose. Yeah, I think I would still lean Top Gun Maverick. I kind of just don't believe that it walks away completely. Mm -hmm. That's 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 exactly why I've decided to give it one, is because I don't think it walks away with nothing, which wouldn't have been a problem if it was nominated for cinematography, because I would... If it was nominated for cinematography, I would be giving it cinematography, and right. then I would give sound to All Quiet, which maybe that makes me, because it's different voters, maybe I end up changing my mind and flipping to All Quiet before Sunday, because if I really in my gut think it's All Quiet, maybe I just do that. 
but I think it's one of those two. If it's not one of those two, I'll be very surprised. So yeah, I'm going to say, I'll say Top Gun for now, but that could, could change by Sunday. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, while we're talking about sound, uh, original song. We've been saying not to not to for a while. It's been, been our number one for a while. I'm still pretty confident in that. I don't really see there being like, see that changing. I don't know what I'm, I'm pulling up the awards. So this says that hold my hand is the front runner, but I don't really agree with that. I don't think it is. It, it won golden glow at one critics choice. I think that's all it needs. I you think, know, I think it has enough to kind of, I don't want to say like lock it in, but I think it's going to be pretty much everybody's prediction. Anything else yeah. would be quite surprising. Yeah. It's, it's not a lock by any means, but it's pretty safe. If it's not Natu Natu, I really hope it's This Is A Life. I really hope that's it. That would be a really, really awesome win in this category. It's my favorite of the five songs here. I've just, I've listened to it a lot. I've added it to like a lot of my playlists <laughs> and I've listened through that score since it was nominated a lot. And it's like one of the best parts of the score is like that original song. So mm-hmm. I, that would be a really cool win. But yeah, Natu Natu for RRR, I think is going to win. Yeah, I agree. And then we'll just keep keep the sound ones going. Score. I it, think we already know what's happening in score. If it's anything but Babylon, just shut the Academy down. Just move on. If it's all quiet on the Western Front, oh my. Mm. That's the runner-up. I know. And it's ridiculous because I don't even think it should be nominated. Yeah. This is one of like the ones where like our awards, because I'm like crazy about this crap, will it will look different. <laughs> Yeah, I think there will be two from the five that were nominated here that will carry over to our awards. Yeah. It'll be Babylon and Everything Ever All at Once. Those yeah. are the only two that I think will will jump over. The, only, have, way the, th- the only way a third one sneaks in is if we like decide that we're going to do six nominees instead of five. We haven't like decided that like, yeah. officially. What, what do you think would slip in? Banshees? I really like the Banshees Admission score. I could see that taking the sixth slot, but I don't. Yeah. I'm not. I don't know. Yeah. Next episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get there. But yeah, they've been, we've been talking about, like, they've been using Voodoo Mama in all their promotional material. It would just be mad disrespectful. It would. It, and it's just, it's so clearly the best. It's the best music of the whole year. Well, in, 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 in film. Maybe, maybe the best music of the whole year, period. Is that a stretch? No. Cause I'm all right. Let me think. I'm, I'm trying also to think of like albums I'm also like cra- I'm also like crazy biased. Yeah, you are. You're talking to somebody that watched Babylon twice in the last week. Uh, you did. Yeah, I'm I, an so insane I've, person. I've only seen it once up to this point, and I still it's yeah, it's the best, maybe the best music of 2022, which is a bold statement to make because I did not listen to all the music that came out in 2022. I just didn't, but I still am pretty confident in that statement. It's an absolute <laughs> banger, and it interpolates La La Land score. Give it the award. Yes. Move on. Move on. Well, let's keep the Babylon train running. Production it should, design. It should be running longer than these two awards, but I digress. Yeah, it the, the Babylon train starts <laughs> at score and ends at production design. Yeah, it should <laughs> it should be a slam dunk for these two awards. Yeah, I am very confident and comfortable predicting Babylon yeah. and production design. If not Babylon, then Elvis, unfortunately. But I'm very confident in saying that I think I think it's going to be Babylon. 
Yeah. I don't even think there's anything else to say there. Like the the production design in Babylon is really crazy. You you've seen it more obviously you said you saw it twice in the last week. Is there anything in those repeat viewings that stood out to you that you didn't notice the first time in relation to like the craft of the film? Cuz the the production design when I think about the production design in Babylon, I think about the opening party, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. And then I think about like the film sets because they're shooting movies and they have these really intricate film sets. Is there anything else that when you were watching it, you were like, oh, yeah, now this is production design. Um, I just like those are the things that people think about. I think it's the stuff beyond that. Um, The one other party in kind of the middle of the movie right before the whole snake fighting scene, like around that pool and stuff, that entire setting is really interesting. Mm-hmm. And then, like you were saying, like when they first go into um, Kinescope, like right after like the like opening title and stuff, it's like the next morning, all of the like different film sets they go into. And then there's obviously like the big one with like the whole like Hello College sequence. Like that's like a big mm-hmm. like set. Like they built a set of a set. Yeah. Which like the Academy is going to eat that crap up. Yeah. And that's <laughs> also the sewers. Like those are sets. That entire, those that are entire sequence is crazy. And is that, is it one shot? I don't remember because, okay, I, I've only seen it the one time. Is that, oh, is that done in a sort of like one takey kind of way where they follow it a lot? Or does it, I felt like I remembered it cutting up because if it was one massive set, that would be pretty impressive. It, it definitely is cut, but it's like they want, it definitely like it flows as you're going down like each yeah. level though. But it's definitely, it's edited to where like, they're going to like different sets. It's not like it's all like built together. I wouldn't imagine. Yeah. I, that was, what I was going to say is that that would be incredibly impressive if it was, but even like, like those sets, like they feel just so legit and dark and gross and grimy. Yeah. But then they've also, they do the complete opposite with like the really posh party where Margot Robbie, like yeah. eats all the food and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like they do so much in the, like the production design that like a lot of these other nominees don't do. In the same way, so yeah, it's it's gotta win. If if Babylon is not called on that, the internet is gonna burn down Twitter. Yeah, like Babylon needs to win those two Oscars. The Babylon Hive is <laughs> it's stronger than people think, and it's growing now that it's on streaming. Yeah, we're a, we're a, we're a group of insane people, is what we are. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess let's let's move into a category that I feel. It is making me go insane, and I, I've been really just pulling my hair all day because I had one prediction this morning, and then I changed it later in the day, and now I'm debating changing it again, and I go back and forth, but makeup and hairstyling. In my mind, it's between Elvis and the whale. Do you agree with that? I mean, yeah, it's very cut and yeah. dry where I think you have to make this prediction based off of who, you're, who you think is going to win Best Actor. Yeah. That's that's totally my only uh, justification is that I'm currently predicting Elvis here because I'm predicting Austin Butler, but I'm not confident in that Austin Butler pick. And so every time I change to Brendan Fraser, I also predict the whale. And whenever I flip back to Butler, I put Elvis and make him a hairstyling. I think that they're going to go together no matter what. I just don't know. Which way they go? It makes it real tough because mm-hmm. if you miss one, you miss both. You miss both. I yeah. I don't. I don't see a world. Okay. Well, actually, no. I take it back. I see one possible future where it's neither of them, and that's all quiet on the Western Front. Yeah. 
which is ranked pretty low. On, well, actually, no. Well, Gold Derby ties Batman All Quiet and Black Panther, which I think is wrong. I think All Quiet is above both of those. Yeah. The world where, and, and this, may, maybe that's like the bold pick to make, is you're saying people are going to be so split on the whale and Elvis because we're kind of reading it like it's a very tight race that they split the votes there and then all quiet comes in and steals it. That would be really crazy. I could see that all quiet has pretty insane makeup. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I just, this is one of the hardest categories to predict. I mean, it's really, we're kind of like, we're kind of just like running through like tech stuff, but I mean, if you're saying Elvis right now, I mean, it's pretty, we've, said like that's gonna indicate that you're predicting awesome butler mm-hmm. yeah so i guess i could explain why yeah i'm, I'm doing that i'm picking the whale for this because mm-hmm. i think brendan fraser's winning <laughs> i had brendan fraser this morning and then i changed it about mm, 9 a.m and i haven't gone back yet but i'm gonna keep going back and forth and i'm not happy with either one see this is the this is the whole like train like school of thought thing i was talking about you were thinking about this i'm morning. overthinking about it you yeah. were thinking about this morning i didn't think about what my predictions were gonna be until, until i sat right down now. in this yeah. chair <laughs> so okay here, so here's my thought process and and the thought process is as simple as this the whale missed adapted screenplay and was not nominated in best picture elvis was nominated in best picture and nominated in a bunch of other places several technical categories uh, including cinematography, which it could steal, which scares me. Uh, I'm not predicting it there, but there are people that are saying it's Elvis, which is craziness. But it would be kind of cool because it'd be the first woman to ever, first woman to ever win the category at the Oscars. That would be pretty like epic, but not for Elvis. I don't know. It's just it's very interesting. It's like yeah, because cool cinematography. I'm not rocking with that cinema, movie, cinematography. Cinematography. Well, it had really cool cinematography. I, you got to get like it had cool cinematography. It's just not the best of the year. Yeah. And the weird thing, it like, here's here's the thing, cinematography is one of the weakest races of the night. I think. I I just I think that they missed on their on their nominees. Yeah, they I, they, I think they, they they boofed, they boofed it one. big. My favorite cinematography out of the bunch is Tar. Yeah. <laughs> if I was voting out of these, I'd vote for Tar. And I don't. And like the thing is, again. Tune into the next episode. I don't know if we'd have any of these in a five. No, I don't think we would. No, I have knowing seen what Bardo, I know about like the so stuff no. that you like and what you know about the stuff I don't like. I don't think we would. No, I can say very confidently if I don't watch Bardo before that episode, none of these will be in there. And even if I have seen Bardo, it might not be in there. Yeah, I, I like the cinematography of the four movies of this category that I've seen. I don't love any of them. Yeah, they 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 missed so big on Top Gun. Top Gun won like, I think it was like 88 or 89 awards this award season for its cinematography. It was like absurd. It was the biggest lock. It of was locks. probably the most stunning thing that happened on Oscar nomination yeah, morning. It was wild. It was the most thrown off I was for nominations. Yeah, we, we just, uh, we were both, so we, did we, I don't think we, we didn't record an episode after that. This is our I first one were, since before I, when we predicted our nominations. So. I was more I was more surprised at Top Gun missing than I was at Riseboro getting in at Best Actress. Oh yeah, because I at least had like some notion that that was like a possibility, and it was like, oh wow, they like did it. But I was like, it was a different kind of reaction mm-hmm. too, because Top Gun missed, and I was just like, are you like, no, that's incorrect. Why yeah, do like why you do that? That's wrong, wrong choice. Yeah. So now, for for cinematography, 
uh, we're getting so off track. We were like talking about like but makeup, and then cin- we like totally cinematography. Moved to the <laughs> I, I was saying so Elvis, strong competitor. Yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll get to some talking in a minute. Elvis, very strong competitor in a lot of categories, received lots of nominations. A lot of people really liked it, and Elvis like is a top two favorite in cinematography. It's just the stronger movie. More people like it. The whale, very divisive. There's a lot of people that don't like it. And I, I don't, don't know I don't... if the Brendan Fraser narrative is enough for him to win the Oscar. I just don't know anybody. So I don't that know. Di- I don't see anything about people disliking the whale without them being like, oh, yeah, I didn't like the whale. But Brendan Fraser was incredible. Yeah, they all say he's great. But they also say the same thing, the people that don't like Elvis. And there's a whole lot more people that like Elvis than like the whale. I don't know, man. I'm just rocking with the Renaissance. I, I'm with you. It's <laughs> my personal pick. Like, if I was voting on the Oscar ballot, it's my pick of the five. Like, for sure. So, I, I might change to Brennan Fraser before uh, Oscar evening. But for now, I'm doing makeup and hairstyling to Elvis purely because I just, I'm kind of thinking... It's Austin Butler, and I think we'll just talk like, more about that race. I think a like bit. the most fun version of the night, though, is we're like we're both wrong, and it's all quiet because then like we have no, no indication clue. of what actor is going to be because we're still not going to be confident in actor. Like they're mm-hmm. going to like give out this award, and we think it's going to go to either Elvis or the Whale, and they and it's, if one of those wins, we're going to be like, okay, we think they have the leg up, but we could still totally be thrown off. Mm-hmm. Like, there is a way they split it. There is. There is a world where they give... Okay. Because, like... There's, no, because, no, so there's only one world. I think the only world where they split it is Elvis gets makeup. I agree. I don't think Whale can get makeup and Brendan Fraser not come I, on for the I ride. agree with you. Because Elvis's makeup... Like, like the Whale's makeup is Brendan Fraser alone. That's that's basically it. Yes. Elvis is doing way more. We got Tom Hanks' whole weird thing going on, all kinds of and then multiple different eras, eras of, of Elvis. Elvis, yeah. The amount of stuff they're doing with like the extras and and like the fifties hair, yeah, and, yeah. Um, there's a lot more happening. What's her name? Priscilla Preston. Priscilla, yeah, yeah. yeah. Her hair is all crazy and all done up and everything. Mm-hmm. There's there's more going on. If the whale wins, Brendan Fraser's winning. Yeah, very interesting, very yeah. cool. It's yeah, this man, this Sunday's about to be so much fun. Is this how like, is is this how people like feel like when they're like sports betting? Yeah, <laughs> like because this is how I feel. I'm not even putting money down on any of this stuff, but I am like in it. All right, let's move out of makeup and hairstyling, and I guess I guess I'll hit. Let's do costume design because it's pretty similar category, and I want to change my pick like every five seconds. Oh, I might change my pick right now. Okay, what are your what are your thoughts? Because I know you already know what you want to pick here. Yeah, I think Black Panther's winning. The first one won, and it's the same costume designer, and the costumes are better. Win. (laughs) I agree with some of that, but I think Elvis might win it, bro. It won costumes at the BAFTAs, and Black Panther, I mean, okay, Black Panther wasn't nominated there, which they have a bias against it, so you can't, like, totally count that. but. The the other thing, too, is that all five of these nominees were nominated at the Costume Designer Guild, which is, like, doesn't really give us any sort of indication. Black Panther did win costumes at Critics' Choice, but, like, are the Critics' Choice voters, is there overlap here with Oscar voters? I don't know. 
I man, I I think I might change to Elvis. I might I might have to predict Elvis for this one or Babylon. Maybe I just go Babylon. What if, what if what how does that make you feel if I vote Babylon on this? Do you think Babylon gets it? Babylon would be a fire pick. <laughs> Babylon would be a fire pick. My I, thing I'm is scared like, to predict it though. <laughs> I don't know. Like so much of Elvis's like costume design is like at least from like what I think of when I think of like Elvis's costume design is like the recreation of like these like iconic like Elvis looks and stuff. When like Black Panther Wakanda Forever, like in my mind, is doing something like like wholly unique and like building something like from like the ground up where like yeah it has like comic inspiration but like so much of like the whole like all the funeral outfits and stuff are just like mm-hmm. so crazy so much of the stuff like it feels it's the same reason that like i can make the argument where like i think the score for like wakanda forever has like more going on than like the first one because it's not just wakanda there's like the whole other nation that like had to be like fully like fleshed out and built out and i think that applies to the costume design as well which is why i feel like it's really really strong because there's so many like different like it's not just wakanda anymore and there's like the whole extra like flavor of like costume design that had to be done that i feel like voters will be like oh they improved on this and brought in a whole different thing yeah if i just don't know how much they like appreciate like the oh this is like a really great like recreation of this like classic elvis look the thing is is it's a period piece yeah and period pieces do well it's it's we're not it's not like a period piece in the same way that like a lot of movies are but i mean it's set in the 50s so it's like all every single costume that someone's wearing it's they had to make it it's not something you're going and buying from Goodwill, i mean yeah you know and also just like looking back at like other like costume design winners it's like so weird mixed bag because some of it is like that period piece stuff you have little women phantom thread ma rainey's black bottom phantom Phantom thread is different because it's about someone who is like yeah like it's about like a designer like a fashion designer so that one's like kind of like gatsby kind of fills in that fits in the period period yeah but then like stuff that's like a little more out there is the like black panther mad max fury road is Mm -hmm. like really out there and then like there's so much of it where it's just like they're rewarding movies for like making really cool like just very formal suits (laughs) like that's a grand budapest hotel all those people are just running around in suits (laughs) yeah but they also i mean they had other costumes going on there but it's part of that was i think was rewarding the hyper stylization of wes anderson but yeah like cruella getting it last year was 100% just because, like, it's a movie about fashion design. It also, like, deserves it. The fashion, like, the dresses and stuff in that go really crazy. Like, it was really, the fashion design, the costume design was really, really good. I just think, in my memory, like, this stuff from, like, Black Panther just, like, sticks in my mind more and feels a little, like, bigger and more, like, done and more of, like, a statement. I feel like it is because it's, like, doing something that is more like of like a fictional like narrative versus something that is period piece. So you're really mm-hmm. like weighing those two things and they've gone for one in the past and they've, and they've gone for the period piece more in the past. So it's, it really does make it where it's a toss up because it's which way are they going to lead yeah, this Yeah, I don't, year? I don't know which way they're going to go. I'm, uh, my prediction was Black Panther Wakanda forever. I'm still going to keep it at that. I'm not going to change it right now. We'll see if my thoughts change before Sunday. But I'm still, yeah, I'm still on the Black Panther train, but it seems like that steam is running out. Uh, so Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Elvis, probably close second. In an ideal world, though, out of these five, I think it's everything everywhere. 
everything ever was my favorite costumes of the bunch here. So I would love to see that upset. Babylon upset would also be really fun and very cool. Babylon upset would go hard. Editing. Now, now last time we had this discussion, you were Top Gun in editing. You were still on the Top Gun train. I've been on the Everything Ever All at Once train from the beginning. I've had it at my one and I still have it there. I am still just, I'm very confident putting it, putting it at my one. And I, yeah, I'm not going to change it. It's, it is the most editing of the year. It's the best editing of the year. We've talked about it a lot in previous episodes where it's just so integral to the plot. I'm really confident in everything all at once for my pick. Are you still on the Top Gun Maverick train or are you jumping ship? I'm, I'm jumping ship. I think Smart everything everywhere is it's we've talked about how much like like, yes, there's editing is so interesting because it's caught in this like crossroads of its tie to the sound award in the past historically. And then also it's kind of more of like a nomination thing, but the win kind of like still has a little bit of tie to it where it's tied to like best picture Mm -hmm. because it's like just so integral and like kind of like varies in that way where it's like best picture, like a really strong best picture front runner and contender will always have a good shot at editing if it's there or something that's just like a crazy like technical thing like dune where Mm -hmm. it's like also tied to sound this year top gun doesn't have enough steam as like the really big best picture contender that like at one point i thought it could be but that was before like it would like wasn't really a pga like cruise died out like Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff happened it still got in the screenplay which is just wild yeah and we'll get there yeah i don't think i don't i don't think top gun is i don't think where it's weak is that it because it was nominated for best picture it was nominated for screenplay like it performed well enough in all those places and we're still predicting it in sound yeah so it has a strong case for editing i'm just more confident everything everywhere i still totally think it could happen Mm -hmm. i just think as much as people might love the craft of top guns editing because I still think it might be my favorite out of this. Like, I think Top Gun, just like from a sound and any perspective, is pretty awesome. But everything ever all at once, like the movie, is just bigger. It just is. Yeah. So it's it's one of those two movies, uh, one of these two films. I, I I will counter though. Anyone who thinks it's Top Gun Maverick, they were both everything everywhere and Top Gun Maverick were nominated at BAFTA, um, ACE, which is the American uh, Cinema Editors. And then Critics' Choice. Everything Everywhere won at BAFTAs and Critics' Choice. And then Top Gun Maverick and Everything were both won at America Cinema Editors. They won two different awards there. I don't actually know which awards. I just know they both won something. So they were both received wins from the editors who will be voting on this. So that doesn't help us. Everything Everywhere won at BAFTAs and won at Critics' Choice. I just like... I don't know. I just got to ride the Everything Everywhere train. I'm predicting Everything Everywhere in a lot of categories. And I'm just like, I don't know. It's the best editing of the year, in my opinion. And, I mean, you can disagree with that. That's fine. I think it's it's definitely the most editing. I think we yeah. can agree it's the most editing of the year. I think, like, my reasoning for, like, saying it's not, like, my favorite editing of the year is because, like, when I think of that movie, I don't... As good as the editing is, like, there's so much more going on in that movie that that's not where I think of. It's the same thing with, like, the score. Where it's, like... There's so much that I love more about, like, the performance and, like, the direction where it's, like, even me who, like, pays attention to music and stuff like that. I've seen that movie, like, five times and I was, like, until I, like, actually, like, 
listened to the score like on its own i was like oh yeah this is pretty nomination worthy outside of that it didn't like stand out to me because there's so much going on in the movie that i'm paying attention to more (laughs) interesting those are those are definitely interesting opinions and just like outside of like the sequences were like (laughs) outside of the sequences where like the editing is like the focus where it's like flipping through like 500 michelle yo's in like two seconds there's just more going on in the movie that i'm paying attention to okay interesting but you're still gonna jump ship and come over to everything everywhere or are you gonna stay on top gun maverick it's one of the two i mean yeah it, very easily it be won the them. precursors that it needed to it's gonna yeah. win it's be kid it's it's become the front runner now yeah i think it's the front runner but i think top gun maverick could very easily upset especially if top gun gets sound if all quiet or elvis take sound you know it game over on that for you know i i don't see it winning editing without sound cinematography is the next category we'll do this is this category soap buns we yeah we already talked about it a little bit like i'm gonna predict all quiet but it's mm -hmm. like reluctant i'm just like it's the movie it's the war movie yeah it's like that's kind of just my default like why i think it's gonna happen yeah so it's it's the war movie it won at bafta but it was not nominated at ASC, which is the American Society of Cinematographers. It did not receive a nomination there, which is interesting, but I'm still not going to change my thought. I think, yeah, I'm, I'm still going to go all quiet. But like I said, I think Elvis could upset. It yeah. would be interesting for it to be, you know, the first female cinematographer to win the category at the Oscars. That'd be very exciting for, for Mandy Walker. That'd be really cool. But I still think that it's going to be all quiet on the Western front. And then you also, I just, you, I guess you can't count out Empire of Light. You can't ever count out Deacons. It'd be so whack. It would be very whack, but I guess you can't, you can't count that one out. And then the best here, in my opinion, is, is Tar. So that would be pretty epic. That'd be a pretty great win. That would be like an upset that I would be happy with winning and walking away with an award there. Because I don't think right now I'm predicting Tar getting anything, which is kind of crazy. Because it's currently, I think it's like my number three for. Uh, picture like I have it all the way up there but I don't have it walking away with anything so if you know there are like some preferential ballot stuff going on and and people are like really voting for tar maybe you know I could see there being some shakeups here but I think yeah it's all quiet or Elvis in my opinion and I think for now I'll go with all quiet on the western front all right so now let's get into the above the line categories and we're gonna run through these pretty quick original screenplay Last time we were here, we were we were kind of split between everything ever all at once and the Banshees of Inisherin. Since then, I've I've landed on, and I think I'm going to go with everything ever all at once. I think that's just the pick. It's the safe pick. I think I personally still think it's the better pick, even though I know you disagree with that. I do I do think either of those are really good winners, and I'd be happy with either of them winning. Um. But, I mean, like, the only way Banshees win is if it's, like, the Academy literally just, like, throwing it a bone, where it's, mm-hmm. like, a, like, little participation trophy, where, like, thanks for coming to, like, the Oscars, like, you're yeah. not gonna win Best Picture, and, like, sorry, Colin Farrell, like, you're, that's not happening, even though, mm-hmm. like, it'd be a really sick win, but, like, your dialogue was cool, here you go. Yeah, it's, like, we still want to give out an award to Martin McDonough. Yeah, everything, everywhere, all at once, one WGA. And then it was nominated BAFTA, nominated Golden Globes, one Critics' Choice. I just, I think it's happening. Banshees won BAFTA, but it's a British film, so you can't really, like, yeah. count. I mean, you can count that, like, it won BAFTAs, which is a big deal. But it still had a lot going for it. 
and then it won Golden Globes, but so did uh, Angela Bassett, and spoiler alert, I'm not predicting her, so. <laughs> but she did the thing. <laughs> she did do the thing. I'm predicting everything ever all at once in original screenplay. I am as well. Joe, what are you predicting in adapted screenplay? Um, yeah, I think Woman Talking is going to win. Yeah, I, I think... think it getting nominated was just like, like, that was going to be a sure thing. I feel like we've just talked about it being the front runner. Yeah. I haven't had the chance to watch it, mm-hmm. but I've only heard pretty much positive reactions and the one people's like criticism of the movie is like how it looks. Everybody's mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's just a feast for like the ears as far as just they talking. Yes. So I, <laughs> yeah, so I saw it recently and the, okay, I, I went into it. I did know it was about women talking. I was not expecting it to be only women talking. And maybe yeah. that was just my bad. That was just my bad guys. I didn't totally get that. That was what I was walking into. Yeah, I didn't realize that bro. they just they just sat in a barn and talked the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that like that was like a big part of the movie, but other stuff would be happening kind of at the same time. No. No, the whole movie is just women sitting in a barn talking. And the dialogue's good. It is a very writey movie. It's it was really good. I liked it. I gave it four stars. I, I think it was a really great film. I would have given it a higher score if it didn't look so like the color grading was abysmal and I really didn't like it so but yeah that doesn't matter for adaptive screenplay it it should win here it got the best picture nomination which like if it didn't get nominated there and we were looking at this lineup I would probably be predicting all quiet it got the best picture nominated because of how strong its screenplay Mm -hmm. is it's winning this award yeah I think that, that it's it's really easy to to call this one so Sarah Polly good job another one supporting actor easy just just too easy it's my king kiwi kwan it's gonna happen i mean barry keoghan you know showed out at the baftas and surprised us all good for him uh pissed me off a little bit because i really wanted kiwi kwan to have the sweep but i barry is probably my second favorite in this category so i wasn't too upset but yeah it, it doesn't matter it's Kiwi Kwan. Hey, watch Not out for Judd Hirsch, though. No. <laughs> that, I think that's the darkest timeline. I think that is the worst possible name they could call out I think I'd, I think I'd pass out. <laughs> I think I would think it was a prank, yeah. and then I would check Twitter, and it would be shut down. Twitter would not work. Yeah, like, the only way that happened, like, uh, whoever was presenting that award would have to just say it to say it. There's <laughs> no way they could read it. They would just have to say it. Yeah, they would just be like, they'd have to lie. You you know if when it when it comes to this category, if there's the whenever the presenter opens the envelope, so the presenter is going to be who who won support? Oh, Ariana Debose. Yeah, she's gonna present this category this year. Wow, look at her. She's gonna do the thing. If she opens it and pauses, we know it's not Kiwi Kwan, uh, because she she is not expecting to say any other name. There's no way. Yeah. Supporting Actress. Much more fun category to talk about and predict. This will be presented by Troy Kotzer, uh, presumably, which will be fun, but also, like, that, that'll be interesting. Cause it, <laughs> It'll it's be like, fun, but also, like, how? <laughs> it's, I, <laughs> this is so terrible, I feel like. But the, the question is, is, if it is Troy Kotzer, because tradition would be it's Troy Kotzer, if it is, uh, 
does he open it and then sign it and then his the whoever the interpreter is there read it out based on his sign or does the interpreter also have an envelope so they can just say it that's what i wonder i don't know, I don't know. it's going to be interesting but yeah it uh, presumably this will be troy kotzer announcing and we have a a four horse race <laughs> hong chow will not win this award i'm very confident Lo- in that love and respect the hong chow great performance i yeah. love it deservedly nominated yep sorry will not win <laughs> look how far we've come from me pr- predicting Hung Chow to win it a long time ago, before whenever back when we were just predicting nominations to you know it was a victory and her getting nominated at all. Happy with that. She will not win. If she wins, that'll be pretty crazy. I think it's really a three horse race. Like I don't think Stephanie Shu like really really has a shot here. So I think it's it's between Angela Bassett, Carrie Condon, and Jamie Lee Curtis. Where are you going to go on this one, Joe? I'm interested. What What is your pick going like, to be? Like, they've split so much. And then, like, the whole, like, preferential ballot thing makes it so interesting. Yeah. Because it seemed like Angela Bassett had a lot of steam, but mm-hmm. had too much steam early. Jamie Lee Curtis is surging as of late. Carrie Condon got the one that we all expected her to get at the BAFTA. Because yeah. it's, like, can you, British film. Can you pull up? Because well, you got your computer in front of you. Can you pull up the Sylvester Stallone Creed year? Because he won Golden Globe and Critics' Choice, if I recall, which is very similar to Angela Bassett, and then did not go on to win anything else after, which is very similar, where Angela Bassett, she couldn't win at SAG or BAFTA. But I don't, I, I don't, I don't know if Stallone was nominated at BAFTA or SAG. I'm not, I'm not sure. So he did win the Golden Globe mm-hmm. and won the Critics' Choice, like you said. Yep. Nominated at the Oscar where Rylance won. At SAG, he was not nominated. And okay. Rylance, who went on to win, also was nominated at SAG but did not win. Idris Elba won mm-hmm. and then wasn't even nominated at the, at the Oscars. And then 2016, BAF. What a mess of a Words. year. Let's look at the BAFTAs for that year. Actor in a supporting role. I know, I know Sylvester Rylance Stallone, won. Rylance won. Sylvester Stallone was not even nominated. Not nominated. Interesting. So it's not a direct like comparison because Bassett was at least nominated at both SAG and BAFTA, which is very interesting that she was nominated at BAFTA because they freaking hate the Black Panther movies. So it's it impressive seems- that she was nominated there. Seems kind of racially motivated at BAFTAs. <laughs> I mean, like, why are you not nominating the Creed movies? They just—they yeah. are not rocking with Ryan Coogler. Yeah, it's—it's it's a Ryan Coogler. They thing. are not they, rocking they, with him. They do not like Ryan Coogler. <laughs> it, yeah, I, ah, uh, yeah. Okay, so this category is just really hard. I, I think the Angela Bassett, like hype train has died down significantly, and everyone was—we re- were really high on her and. Not being able to pick up SAG or BAFTA scares me. So I will not be predicting Angela Bassett, which means for me it's between I still think, Jamie Lee Curtis and Carrie Condon. I still think she's a pretty big contender, though, because I think, because I know just like from like social media reactions, her still getting nominated at BAFTAs, mm-hmm. even when the movie was shut out of so many categories that it like should have been in, like costume design and stuff like that. It was just like they're obviously not rocking with the movie like at all, mm-hmm. and that she's still here was like crazy. Yeah, that that's a win in and of itself 
for yeah. her and her performance. But I mean, I still think she's really strong. But I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis was also nominated there, yeah. which is impressive as well, because Stephanie Shu wasn't nominated there, but Jamie Lee Curtis was. Like yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis. So here's here's the interesting thing. Angela Bassett, we were all like so confident in her winning it because we felt like there was kind of this career narrative happening where it felt like she kind of like it was she she's she won it. Did she win an Oscar before or not? I know she's been nominated, but I do think she won. It was like in the was it late 90s, early 2000s. It was a while ago now, but it's you know, it's been it's been a good amount of time. There's a very similar narrative with Jamie Lee Curtis now, too, though which makes it very interesting because a lot of the arguments that were happening for Angela Bassett, you could make the very same arguments for Jamie Lee Curtis. She had been nominated for one Academy Award before in 1993, did okay. not win. That's right. Okay. But yes, yeah, so that was that was 30 years ago. Yeah. So math. Yeah, it's been a minute. I'm hey, I'm good at math sometimes. Let me let me let me uh let me tell you something pretty pretty interesting here as well with uh or or, or a comparison that I, that I find interesting. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis I think feels a lot like Laura Dern too, kind of like it's like her time to win when when Laura Dern won for um Marriage Story. I don't know, kind of kind of feels like a like a similar sort of thing happening, and I like it's where I don't know, it's just my gut just says Jamie Lee Curtis. I feel like I'm kind of speaking incoherently, but my gut says Jamie Lee Curtis. Everything Everywhere has just such a strong um, presence for Best Picture. It's bringing on a lot of stuff for the ride, and I think Jamie Lee Curtis could be swept up and come along for the ride. She's been in Hollywood for a long time, so there's a very similar career narrative that you have with Angela Bassett, and it's like, here could be our time to give her an award, and it's for a movie that more people like. It's a more loved movie and the fact that it's kind of sweeping all these other categories and really just sweeping all the other awards in general everything everywhere all at once is such a strong movie that i'm i'm going to predict jamie lee curtis and i was not expecting to do that when the nominations were announced i thought i was like wow that's crazy that she was nominated but now it feels like i don't know i feel like she won the sag i'm gonna roll with what the sag picked and I think I'm going to pick Jamie Lee Curtis. I think where we kind of have these like top three, I think we can all agree on that. Like Stephanie Shu, like I think would probably be both of our personal picks. Correct. That is who I would pick out of this five. My second favorite would be Carrie Condon. And I think she's securely in that top three, but is the only one that doesn't have that like career narrative thing going on mm -hmm. which might be a detraction yeah it's hard to tell what but i also think just out of those top three like she has the one win and then it's also just showing up everywhere which like makes her strong and i think out of those top three she's just like hands down the best performance mm -hmm. so that's who i'm going with yeah i think I, I i don't think that's a bad pick i mean she won the bafta and then was nominated all the same places as the other two like, all three of them have been nominated SAG, BAFTA, Golden Globe Critics' Choice. So, they're, they're all strong contenders. And this is one of those categories that it's just, we're not going to know until Troy Kotzer signs the name. Yeah. You know? It'll be super, it'll be super cool, like, either way. Like, any, honestly, any of the five. If any of the five win, it's going to be an epic moment. 
because either it's going to be one of the three who are expecting to win and it's going to be epic because it's like for all the reasons we've already mentioned or it'll be a surprise and it's not going to be a surprise that's going to like really piss a lot of people off probably Hong Chao might and that's why I don't see it happening but it like if Stephanie Sue won that would be such a cool win I wouldn't even like I would not be upset that'd be super cool I don't think it'll happen Actually, I'm, like, I'm pretty confident it won't happen, but it would still be very cool. So I'm going to predict Jamie Lee Curtis for now. You're going to predict Carrie Condon. Let's keep moving on. We've already talked about this category a good bit, so we don't got to dwell on it too long. Uh, actor. For now, I'm predicting Austin Butler, and you're predicting Brendan Fraser. Right. Um, I'm purely just on Elvis right now because it's a stronger movie. If Whale would have gotten screenplay, I would be predicting the Whale right now. And... It's just because it missed that and like Top Gun Maverick got in over it somehow like that just it feels weird. I don't know. I just think people are kind of out on the whale is kind of my gut. But the thing is, people are out on the whale, but they're so in on Brendan Fraser, which makes it so difficult because you have to wonder, does like like people wanting to see him on stage outweigh people not loving that movie as much as they love Elvis. And I don't know. So I'm going to, for this moment, say Austin Butler. Also, just because I don't, if I predicted Brendan Fraser, I'd be predicting SAG going four for four, spoiler alert. And I just don't see that happening. I just, I just really don't see that happening this year. I feel like that's very rare where that happens. Last year was pretty cut and dry year. Like they went four for four, but last year was a pretty boring year for the Oscars. There wasn't a lot of craziness. Like we predicted pretty much everything. So, I think I just I just don't see it happening. It's really rare. So I'm going to I got to predict one of them not happening. And my one is right now Austin Butler. Your one is Carrie Conan. So we're kind of doing the same thing. And I yeah. also don't know what you're doing in lead actress yet. But that's where I'm going to deviate there for now. Maybe I flip back, but I am scared to predict SAG going four for four. I don't know if you have any additional thoughts that we didn't already kind of voice earlier. All right. Only three left. Actress. I'm interested in who you're going to pick here because we both had a different pick before the nominations. Now that we're a month later, a lot has happened between, you know, the Oscar nominations and and where we are now. Um, Where do you stand on Best Actress? I guess to to summarize everything that's happened to this point, Michelle Yeoh and Kate Blanchett are in a two-horse race. They were both nominated at SAG, BAFTA, Golden Globe, and Critics' Choice. Kate Blanchett won BAFTA. Golden Globe and Critics' Choice. Michelle Yeoh won SAG and Golden Globe. So Kate Blanchett has the upper hand by one win, which is probably, I guess we could say the, the Critics' Choice is probably the, well, or, or I mean, or BAFTA, but like Critics' Choice doesn't matter as much. So yeah. it's kind of like she has that too. But they have pretty equal resumes, it feels like. Um, all Everyone was on Blanchett. Now the tide feels like it's flipping to Michelle Yeoh. Gold Derby's flipped to Michelle Yeoh. A lot of people are flipping there, which makes me feel like maybe it is Blanchett because <laughs> everyone's flipping their guesses and it feels like, like everyone's like in agreement. And when everyone's in agreement, everyone's wrong. So I don't it's, know. It's without a doubt the hardest one to predict. In my yeah. mind, I think it's I think it really is unpredictable because especially like there's no other like I think Yes, everything everywhere we're predicting to like win more stuff, but like I think Tar is equally as liked. Yeah, 
Tar. Where, like it's still a best picture it's, movie. You don't yeah. have the same like distinction where like you're like trying to like grasp at straws with actor mm-hmm. where it's like this one's in best picture and has all this other stuff, but this one's like just Brendan Fraser and it's just like if he's still there despite his movie not being like, does that mean his performance is that strong? It's like both of these performances are really strong, but both of the movies are really strong, so mm-hmm. there's not much to like really get at and I it's so tough because I want to speak Michelle Yeoh into existence. Mm-hmm. But there's just like the thing in the back of my head that's telling me that it's not going to happen. Yeah, I think they're so evenly matched that you're basically picking who you prefer, in my mind. But I think there's also, uh, we all, you know, we talk about the career narrative a lot, but there is the career narrative with Michelle Yeoh and the whole narrative around everything, everywhere, all at once. And the strength of that film, how much I can, like, I have, I cannot go a second on social media without seeing someone from that movie on the press junket somewhere. I have not seen a single thing of Kate Blanchett other than her receiving her award from Letterboxd for being the most watched actress of 2022. That's the only thing I've seen of her on social media. I see the Everything Everywhere All at Once crew everywhere. And like when Jamie Lee Curtis won at SAG, her speech, she talked about herself for a little bit, but then she was just talking about Michelle Yeoh. Everyone at SAG was just like, like pumping the gas on the Michelle Yeoh train. They want it. They are trying to will it into existence with all of like their being. And it just makes me feel like as weird as it is to say, Michelle Yeoh, I think could come along for the everything everywhere, like all at once ride could come along with that where it's like crazy to think that like she's the one coming along when she's like the lead of the movie. But I think that that all of that behind her performance and her performance being deserving of it on its own, I think could be enough to push her over the edge it's ve- for it's, the voters. It's very deserving, but it's just so undoubtedly has the toughest competition. Mm-hmm. Because as much as I love Michelle Yeoh's performance, she's very clearly the lead. She carries a lot of the movie. You can look at the directing and the writing of everything ever all at once and all that other stuff going on with the movie as like maybe like stronger points like i think like mm-hmm. i love her performance i love kia guan i love stepping shoot jamie lee curtis i think the performing in the ensemble is great i think everything all at once strength is its concept and its execution from the daniels i think that's why the movie is as great as it is i mean the performance is how, really good yeah i mean it it swept sag it it yeah, yeah, yeah broke yeah. the record for sag wins it won like the whole thing and Michelle Yeoh and Kiwi Kwan and Jamie Lee Curtis. Like that's why I'm saying there's craziness. All, there's, there's all the pieces. They're mm-hmm. all equally liked and like talked about. Tar is Kate Blanchett. It yeah, is her. She's the whole movie. She's the whole movie. But the thing is, is are people like, are people going to remember that performance when they're sitting down, they're looking at their ballot and they're looking at the actresses lined up. What performance do you think of first? I think you remember Michelle Yeoh's performance because of how present that movie is in the mind of everyone in the world right now. Tar, she was great in it. And uh, granted, like you take this with a grain of salt. I've seen Tar once, and I've seen everything all at once like seven times. That's but I, I exactly, I, what I don't, I, was about to say. I don't remember like a ton. Of moments in Tar. I remember like a few big key moments where she's very good, but it's like, I don't know. I, I just remember so much more of everything everywhere, which is like obviously not totally like 
apples to apples kind of thing. I, I'm going to predict Michelle Yeoh. That's my prediction. Are you predicting Blanchett? Yeah. Okay. I like it when we like have different thoughts because one of us is going to be wrong. And honestly, I can see it going either way. I hope I'm right, but we'll see. Do you hope? Do you hope it's Michelle Yeoh? Do you want it to be Michelle Yeoh, or would you prefer it to be Blanchett? I wanted to be Michelle Yeoh just because I like the movie more, but I'm just trying to get in the head of somebody that's in the Academy and is a voter. And it's, I don't know, it's basically what I said, where it's, Tar is Kate Blanchett's performance. The entire, it's the two and a half hour movie, and it is her performance. There's yeah. very little of the movie that she is not in, if really any at all. Yeah, it's, she definitely is like the whole screen all time, her. Much. It's her character's name is the name of the movie. It's yeah, but does she play five hundred characters? No. So, but she plays one <laughs> really, really damn good. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's a very interesting category. I would, I would, I really prefer Michelle Yeoh getting her first Oscar. I mean, over yeah. Kate Blanchett getting her third, but and I think even Kate Blanchett said that she would prefer. Do you remember that? Where I think Kate Blanchett was like, I, 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 people have been saying that Kate Blanchett wants other women to be winning awards, and that she's kind of has the sentiment that she doesn't need an Oscar. And people have said that like if she wins, her speech is going to be kind of along the lines of like, "Thank you, but why?" Um. That's that's what like I've seen some people saying online and obviously like I think everyone's kind of speculating, but that that's also an interesting angle is that if like I don't know, Michelle Yeoh wants it, Michelle Yeoh deserves it. Kate Blanchett kind of doesn't want it even though she deserves it if that's true. I'm I'm more confident in Michelle Yeoh right now. All right, we got one category left or no, two categories left, but I think they kind of go hand in hand because I think we should both be predicting yeah, the same thing happening here. So, uh the rest of this episode's very very, very, very easy. Director, The Daniels. I I flipped here after, um, like, before nominations. I was pretty confident in it being Daniels. And they won DGA. That's all there is to say, man. That's it. They were nominated DGA, BAFTA, Golden Globe Critics' Choice. Runner-up right now is Spielberg, and he wasn't even nominated at BAFTA. Uh, so it's like... And BAFTA... BAFTA... Granted, they didn't give it to The Daniels. But they also gave it to Edward Berger, 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 Berger. Yeah. Who wasn't even nominated here. So it's like, it's just, it's just the Daniels. It's just happening. And if you're given director to the Daniels, then you're given picture to everything ever all at once. And I think it just, it is, it is happening. This feels like, and it's scary, but it feels like the most locked up best picture winner in a very, very long time. I think that the strength of everything ever all at once, I think we could see some awards going to everything everywhere on Oscar night that we were not expecting. I could see it absolutely cleaning up. It was nominated, I think, what was it, 11 times? I could see it leaving the night with like, on its best night, it could walk away with a nine, 10. It could go absolutely crazy. Do I think that that happens? No. You know, I don't think it wins every category that it should, but I don't know. I, it's really interesting. It, it's going to be crazy, but I'm very confident in predicting it winning Best Picture. I just don't think that anything else stands a chance. The only way, ironically, the, the only two movies that I think kind of stand a chance are All Quiet and Tar, 
but they have to pick up some other like awards along the way. And I just don't see that happening. Banshees is my number two, but I just don't see screenplay and I mean, they, they would have to get screenplay Condon. That's all they can realistically get. Cause they're not going to get director. Yeah. So I just, yeah, I just don't see it happening. Which like in theory is like, it is enough. It's quote unquote enough. Coda won with that same exact package yes. last year. It's just it. Coda was going up against the power of the dog, yeah. which was not racking up as many awards as everything ever all at once was at this point. <laughs> you know, it's just it. What last year was a really weak year. It was a last year was a really weak year. Like if we were to sit down and do a retrospective, which we might do, and look back at last year, like I don't know. I think Coda, in my opinion, did not deserve the win. But I, I don't know if any of them did. Drive My Car and Dune were probably the most deserving out of last year's nominees. And, like, those don't feel like Best Picture winners, you know? <laughs> Dune, Dune kind of does because it had so much of the tech stuff, but it didn't have, like, you know, it didn't get anything above the line. It just is like that doesn't happen. Yeah. So, yeah. Last year was a weak year, so getting a small package for Coda worked out. I don't think getting a small package is going to help anyone this year. I just think everything everywhere is too strong. Anyone who's denying everything everywhere, you've, I guess you got nothing to lose at this point. So there's a lot of people that are just like still on uh, the Top Gun Maverick train. Yeah. There's no way. There's <laughs> no. no way. It's dead. It's just, it cannot happen. Like everything everywhere swept in a way that we haven't seen since Argo. I think Argo was the last one to win um, PGA, DGA, SAG and WGA, like, to win all four of those and sweep straight up to the Oscars. I'm pretty sure Argo was the last one to do that. So, yeah, it's pr pretty epic that we already know everything everywhere is going to win at the end of the night. The more interesting awards are the ones that are going to happen before that. Yeah, it's going to... The night has a very strong potential to be very telling early on. Yeah, like, I think we all know how the night's going to end, yeah. We just don't know what's going to happen before that point. Yeah. Especially like that we already like they're going to save best actress second to last. That we will not know that until right before. And we already like are going to know everything ever all at once is winning. But we're just going to be sitting there waiting. And is it Blanchett or Yo? Blanchett or Yo? If I mean, everything they... everywhere picks up some awards we're not predicting right now. Yeah. Then I feel super confident. But if Tar maybe picks up like if Tar got cinematography, I'd be like, oh, snap. We got like a like a legitimate race for best actress, like because it's like man, people did really like Tar. They voted that best cinematography, you know. Like there, there's definitely some crazy stuff that could happen. Do you have any other uh, final or closing thoughts while we're kind of cementing our our predictions in before for Sunday? This is, I mean, we've been building up to this now for several months. A lot of predicting, a lot of talking. How do you feel about like the way that this is all shaping out? Are you are you happy? With what we think is going to happen, are you underwhelmed? Where where are you at right now? What's your headspace going? I mean, into it's the hard to be disappointed. Like I generally like the best picture lineup. Like I haven't seen two of them, and have some other mm -hmm. stuff that was like legitimately close to getting in that I would have liked to see happen. But I mean, it's been like everything everywhere came out like had its wide release last March. Yeah, it's and been a year. it's crazy that it's been released the longest out of every best picture nominee in terms of its wide release. It's been out longer than everyone. 
mm-hmm. and that it like had a surge to this like win like it's been around the longest and then also kind of kind of has surged over the last month yeah which is crazy. wild yeah i i predicted <laughs> so i think i talked about this before but on april 15th of 2022 it was Nearly a year ago, 11 months ago, I watched this movie for the third, fourth time, two, three, four, oh no, fifth time, my fifth time watching this, I made the bold statement, I said that, let's talk about every award this movie should be nominated for at the Oscars next year. Uh, I said, best picture, best actress, best supporting actor, best supporting actress times two. So right there, I mean, those all happened, pretty epic. Best director, happened. Best original screenplay, nomination happened. Best editing, nomination happened. Best original score, nomination happened. Best sound, did not happen, thought it should have. Best VFX, huge snub come uh, for the shortlist. That was ridiculous. So those both could have happened. Best cinematography, this was before all the other cinematography stuff happened. It probably, looking at the other competitors, it, it's fringe. Uh, so I'm, I'm okay with it not getting nominated there. Best costume design, best production design. Best makeup and hairstyling. Like, I, I kind of called a lot of it, like early on, and it was it wasn't like me calling like it's going to happen, but I was saying it should be nominated for these things, and it's very crazy to be sitting here and talking about it like it's very realistic that that could happen. It has been nominated for a lot of those, and it could win so many of them, which is super exciting. So yeah, it's been a long race, but we finally reached the end, and then next week we get to start prepping for the Oscars next year and it becomes killers of the flower moon season. Any right. other thoughts? Yeah. I, yeah, that's just, that's just my, my gut right now, man. It's killers of the flower moon. I don't know what to say. I don't know, man. It's, did you read the audiobook or something? Yeah. <laughs> that's the only, that's the only thing I have to go off of. I had no clue you read the audio. I know. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> well, I listened to the audiobook, but I can tell you right now, it, it ain't going to be Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Because I saw that, and it ain't going... Probably Creed 3 ain't going to get nominated for anything, so... Creed 3, best picture frontrunner right now. I mean, as of right now, it is the frontrunner, but that will change probably sooner rather than later. Give me give me a give me a Creed 3 sound award. Yeah, that'd be interesting to give, see give if it... A, I just, give me a sound nomination. You talk about sustained momentum. Creed 3 would have to sustain some serious momentum to, like, <laughs> be nominated next year. It'd be like, it's like the Batman. The, the Batman, Batman got a few nominations, but it's not winning anything. But a nomination for Creed 3 would be pretty epic. Sweet. So these are our nominations, or not our nominations, our predictions uh, for what we think is going to win at the Oscars this year. Um, we have some time to think on it and change them if, if we so decide. Do you have any final amendments before we close this out? Have, have, have you changed your mind on anything? No, I'm good. You haven't come around on Michelle Yeoh? No. I will work on that this week. This is not a... We've already <laughs> talked about this. I've I told you what I would like to happen. I know. But we'll, we'll, we'll get you there. Because I, I don't want you to be wrong on that one. But it's, it's going to be Michelle Yeoh. Well, thanks for listening. We will come back after the Oscars have happened. We're going to have our own little award show where we will nominate some awards. And then we'll pick our winners. And we're going to kind of debate some categories. We probably won't do all the same categories as the Oscars. Maybe we'll introduce a few new ones. Who knows? It'll be fun. And then we get a whole year before the 2024 Oscars. And uh, 
leading up to that, hopefully some movie reviews and some Oscar retrospectives. Um, But for now, we'll say thanks for listening, and we'll see you after the Oscars. Thank you for listening to the Death of a Film Bro podcast. Be sure to follow Peyton and myself on Letterboxd at jhenry24 and Peyton J. Shelton. And you can follow us on Twitter at deadfilmbro.